Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With my mother and she, but I will preserve the regular succession of things. My father died but he had taken such measures in concert with me that his enemies should never benefit by his property. Meantime, my mother and sisters had closed my father's eyes, had attended his remains to the grave, and in every act connected with this last sad rite had met with the insults and degradations too mighty for human patience. My mother now became incapable of self-command in the fury of her righteous grief publicly and in court denounced the conduct of the magistracy, taxed some of them with the vilest proposals to herself, taxed them as a body with having used instruments of torture upon my father, and finally accused them of collusion with the French military oppressors of the district. This last was a charge under which they quailed, for by that time the French had made themselves odious to all who retained a spark of patriotic feeling. My heart sank within me when I looked up at the bench, this tribunal of tyrants, all purple or livid with rage, when I looked at them alternately and at my noble mother with her weeping daughters, these so powerless, these so basely vindictive, and locally so omnipotent. Willingly I would have sacrificed all my wealth for a simple permission to quit this infernal city with my poor female relations safe and undishonored. But far other were the intentions of that incensed magistracy. My mother was arrested, charged with some offense equal to petty treason, or scandal of magnatum, or the sowing of sedition, and, though what she said was true, where, alas, was she to look for evidence? Here was seen the want of gentlemen, gentlemen had they been even equally tyrannical, would have recoiled with shame from taking vengeance on a woman, and what a vengeance, O oh, heavenly powers, that I should live to mention such a thing. Man that is born of woman to inflict upon woman personal scourging on the bare back and through the streets at noonday. Even for Christian women the punishment was severe which the laws assigned to the offense in question, but for Jewesses by one of the ancient laws against that persecuted people, far heavier and more degrading punishments were annexed to almost every offense. What else could be looked for in a city which welcomed its Jewish guests by valuing them at the gates as brute beasts? Sentence was passed, and the punishment was to be inflicted on two separate days, with an interval between each, doubtless, to prolong the tortures of mind, 
but under a vile pretense of alleviating the physical torture. Three days after would come the first day of punishment. My mother spent the time in reading her native scriptures. She spent it in prayer and in musing, while her daughters clung and wept around her day and night, groveling on the ground at the feet of any people in authority that entered their mother's cell. That same interval, how was it passed by me? Now mark, my friend, every man in office, or that could be presumed to bear the slightest influence, every wife, mother, sister, daughter of such men, I besieged morning, noon, and night. I wearied them with my supplications. I humbled myself to the dust. I, the haughtiest of God's creatures, knelt and prayed to them for the sake of my mother. I besought them that I might undergo the punishment ten times over in her stead, and once or twice I did obtain the encouragement of a few natural tears, given more, however, as I was told, to my piety than to my mother's deserts. But rarely was I heard out with patience, and from some houses repelled with personal indignities. The day came. I saw my mother half undressed by the base officials. I heard the prison gates expand, I heard the trumpets of the magistracy sound. She had warned me what to do, I had warned myself. Would I sacrifice a retribution sacred and comprehensive for the momentary triumph over an individual? If not, let me forbear to look out of doors, for I felt that in the self-same moment in which I saw the dog of an executioner raise his accursed hand against my mother, Swifter than the lightning would my dagger search his heart. When I heard the roar of the cruel mob, I paused, endured, forbore. I stole out by by-lanes of the city from my poor exhausted sisters, whom I left sleeping in each other's innocent arms into the forest. There I listened to the shouting populace. There even I fancied that I could trace my poor mother's route by the course of the triumphant cries. There even then... Even then I made, O silent forest, thou hurtst me when I made, a vow that I have kept too faithfully. Mother, thou art avenged. Sleep, daughters of Jerusalem, for at length the oppressor sleeps with thee, and thy poor son has paid in discharge of his vow the forfeit of his own happiness, of a paradise opening upon earth, of a heart as innocent as thine, and a face as fair. I returned and found my mother returned. She slept by starts, but she was feverish and agitated, and when she awoke and first saw me she blushed, as if I could think that real degradation had settled upon her. Then it was that I told her of my vow. Her eyes were lambent with fierce light for a moment, but when I went on more eagerly to speak of my hopes and projects, she called me to her, kissed me, and whispered, Oh, not so, my son. Think not of me, think not of vengeance. Think only of poor Berenice and Miriam. I, that thought, was startling. Yet this magnanimous and forbearing mother, as I knew by the report of one faithful female servant, had in the morning during her bitter trial behaved as might have become a daughter of Judas Maccabeus. She had looked serenely upon the vile mob and awed them by her serenity. She had disdained to utter a shriek when the cruel lash fell upon her fair skin. 
there is a point that makes the triumph over natural feelings of pain easy or not easy the degree to which we count upon the sympathy of the bystanders my mother had it not in the beginning but long before the end her celestial beauty the divinity of injured innocence the pleading of common womanhood in the minds of the lowest class and the reaction of manly feeling in the men had worked a great change on the mob some began now to threaten those who had been active in insulting her the silence of awe and respect succeeded to noise and uproar and feelings which they scarcely understood mastered the rude rabble as they witnessed more and more the patient fortitude of the sufferer menaces began to rise toward the executioner things were such an aspect that the magistrates put a sudden end to the scene that day we received permission to go home to our poor house in the jewish quarter i know not whether you are learned enough in jewish usages to be aware that in every jewish house where old traditions are kept up there was one room consecrated to confusion a room always locked up and sequestered from vulgar use except on occasions of memorable affliction where everything is purposely in disorder broken shattered mutilated to typify by symbols appalling to the eye the desolation which has so long trampled on jerusalem and the ravages of the boar within the vineyards of judea my mother as a hebrew princess maintained all traditional customs even in this wretched suburb she had her chamber of desolation there it was that i and my sisters heard her last words the rest of her sentence was to be carried into effect within a week she meantime had disdained to utter any word of fear but that energy of self-control had made the suffering the more bitter fever and dreadful agitation had succeeded her dreams showed sufficiently to us who watched her couch that terror for the future mingled with a sense of degradation for the past nature asserted her rights but the more she shrank from the suffering the more did she proclaim how severe it had been and consequently how noble the self-conquest yet as her weakness increased so did her terror until i besought her to take comfort assuring her that in case any attempt should be made to force her out again to public exposure i would kill the man who came to execute the order that we would all die together and there would be a common end to her injuries and her fears she was reassured by what i told her of my belief that no future attempt would be made upon her she slept more tranquilly but her fever increased and slowly she slept away into the everlasting sleep which knows of no tomorrow here came a crisis in my fate should i stay and attempt to protect my sisters but alas what power had i to do so among our enemies rachel and i consulted and many a scheme we planned even while we consulted and the very night after my mother had been committed to the jewish burying ground came an officer bearing an order for me to repair to vienna some officer in the french army having watched the transaction respecting my parents was filled with shame and grief he wrote a statement of the whole to an austrian officer of rank my father's friend who obtained from the emperor an order claiming me as a page of his own and an officer in the household service oh heavens what a neglect that it did not include my sisters 
However, the next best thing was that I should use my influence at the imperial court to get them passed to Vienna. This I did to the utmost of my power, but seven months elapsed before I saw the emperor. If my applications ever met his eye, he might readily suppose that your city, my friend, was as safe a place as another for my sisters. Nor did I myself know all its dangers. At length, with the emperor's leave of absence, I returned. And what did I find? Eight months had passed, and the faithful Rachel had died. The poor sisters, clinging together but utterly bereft of friends, knew not which way to turn. In this abandonment they fell into the insidious hands of the ruffian jailer. My eldest sister Berenice, the stateliest